At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome, everyone, to the SI Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thank you for listening. We've got old friend Richard Deitch on the show today, followed by the weekly Train of Thoughts segment with Sal Licata. Deitch and I discuss the latest sports media news, Greg Olson, Tom Brady, Al Michaels being named emeritus at NBC, um, the Manning cast copycats that are going on, um, and a bunch and Deitch's uh, absence from Twitter. We get into all of that with Richard, who's now at the Athletic, and then Sal comes on as he does every week for Train of Thoughts. We talked about the phenomenal Tommy Fam, Jack Peterson, Mike Trout fantasy football story, and we discuss Derek Jeter joining Twitter, and then we answer some listener emails. So that is all on this episode. Uh, if you missed. Last week, we had Joe Davis, the new voice of Major League Baseball and Fox. He was excellent, so check that out in the archives. Um, Andrew Marshan was on a few weeks ago. Katie Nolan, Ryan Rosillo, all recent guests right here on the SI Media Podcast. So go into the archives, check those out, and if you could subscribe and review, that helps tremendously. All right, let's get to this week's show. Richard Deitch for a conversation on sports media, followed by Sal Akata and Train of Thoughts right here on the SI Media Podcast. All right, joining me now, always enjoyable when I get to have a conversation on or off the air with my former colleague from The Athletic and his own podcast and the former host of this podcast, Richard Deitch. Richard, how are you? Jimmy, it's my second appearance on this podcast, right? On the John, the Jimmy Trainer version of the sports media podcast. I believe so. I believe so. Can you believe that you have now done this podcast for four years? No, I cannot. Yeah, since I've been gone from SI for four years, and I, I think I did it for four years prior. That's a guess. You you might have the details on that, but <clears throat> so this this podcast as an entity, eight years old. Does that sound right to you? It's crazy. Probably, yeah, yeah. I will a say, long running podcast for me. I feel like there's been two different versions of this podcast for me when I, I pre COVID and post COVID because. 
it was post COVID when we started posting videos, which we don't do now, which is a whole other story that I'm not going to bring up. But um, it, COVID made us start recording these on Zoom. Yes. And I feel like whether there's video or not recording on Zoom, when you can have eye contact and see the other person makes for such a better conversation. So I do feel like the pod got a lot better, believe it or not, after COVID when we started taping on Zoom, because pre-Zoom, we would tape it in the studio on the phone. Just not the same when you don't see the person. So me personally, I have some thoughts on that. Like, I feel like I was horrific at hosting when I first took over for you. I felt like I got a little bit better maybe over the years. But then I feel like when COVID came and we started recording these on Zoom, I got a lot better and the conversations became a lot better. First, I don't think you're horrific, actually. I, I, you know, it, it's a little painful for me to admit, but I think you have a natural uh, ability to just converse with anybody, which I think is uh, either a real that. skill or or you've developed that skill. But you do. I mean, you have, you know, you have like guests who are, you know, wrestlers or guests who are sports media people or guests who are whatever. And I feel like your ability to talk to them is pretty much the same. So that's, that's a testament to you. Mm. The zoom thing is interesting because I have found, and again, our guest list is different. I would say some similarities, but different. I have found some people don't want zoom. Like, I'm sorry, don't want to see the interviewer and feel more comfortable talking when it's almost like a phone conversation. So that's interesting I have not that had you, that at all. I've not had that, that you, at all. Uh, tell me, that. I will say that not having a video element to my podcast, which I do not, mm-hmm. leaves downloads off the table, and it's not as shareable, obviously, which is I think massive. So it's, you know, I'm losing potential audience. But I, I and maybe it's just my experience, mm-hmm. but I have found a lot of people who feel more comfortable if they are not on video and if they just can do audio. Maybe that's a lot Here, of maybe that's media people versus like thing. wrestlers. Here's the other thing I like about the video. I like the video because I do think if it's a situation where you may need some context and this can go into a media topic that I had not planned on discussing with you, but we can discuss it because this leads into this. If you had watched the podcast where Bill Simmons said, fuck Jalen Green, that became this whole big thing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. By the way, I didn't watch it or hear it. I I know about it. But yeah, you can see how he meant it. It was not meant as this personal attack that was laughing. And he was if you, you know, so, of course, no one cares about that um, because any chance people can get to bash Bill Simmons, they'll they'll do that. Right. Which I think is the more a, interesting topic is should 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 writers be voting on uh, all NBA teams anyway. But well, go that's ahead. A, that. Yeah, that's a topic. Why? But why do you think it's become like I I've always said this and I will say this as long as I'm doing this. I don't think I am doing what I do without Bill Simmons starting it. He was the first one to mix you're in. You're talking pop- about podcasting. You're talking about your, your job as an S sports illustrated well, popular culture writer or both that which led into the podcast. Like okay. Bill was the first person to mix in the pop culture stuff with his writing before Bill. No one wrote about Beverly Hills, 90210 and the NBA together. I mean, I'm not, I, I would not, I would never deny his massive impact, but I mean, people were writing about, popular culture shows before bill simmons i mean not the way he did entertainment it. weekly existed i mean no i'm talking about in the sports space i understand what you're saying he he certainly was one of the forerunners and definitely maybe the forerunner at a massive scale because of right. ESPN. that's what i'm talking to about. sort of combined i don't even know how you'd reference him sort of pop culture isms right and sports gambling 
I, I, so let me yeah, just say I mean, this. You, to, let to me put it this way. Wait, let me just put it this way. Let me put it this way. I don't believe Others hot clicks. Doing it, though, so I don't believe hot clicks would have existed without Simmons doing what he did first. That's, that's interesting. How I, I don't agree with that. That's and that's no mm. disrespect to Bill Simmons. I, I think a lot of entities would have eventually figured out that um, there was a market for the combination of. I mean, it's such a broad thing, Jimmy, but the combination of popular culture and sports like, by the way, Sports Illustrated as a magazine, while it sort of might have done it high minded, it, it always had like a conversion of pop culture and sports in it no, in it some didn't. form. Well, no, they, I mean, they, that magazine had like Bob Hope on the cover in 1950, whatever you should know. Well, you yeah, 1950. But I'm talking I'm about just saying current, like so right. it's, it's it has that Steve McQueen was on the cover like that, that um, that emergence happened before. I'm again. That's not to take away anything from Simmons, who massively popularized it at ESPN and spawned a thousand, if not 10,000 imitators. Right. I, my, my ultimate question to you is, why do you think so many people like to shit on Bill Simmons now? Well, <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't even know where to go here. I, I think inevitably when you get that big, you're going to be shit on. Right. I think right. there are some things he's done that probably not probably that criticism is warranted. You know, I, I mean, I think I don't really want to spend the sort of the entire podcast sort of on that. But I mean, I think you can you could talk about the um, the ringer and it's sort of how, what how it dealt with the union. And I know you're a union guy as I am sort of before they signed an agreement. I think like a lot of Simmons, you know, you write that many words and that many columns. You'll always find stuff to like rip somebody. That's just the case of like writing two, three million people. But as a general rule, I think some of it is he's that famous, right? And the other one is, and you know this from doing what you're doing. You can get there, there's a real monetization of this. You can get page views. All right, maybe that's not well, that's much true. anymore. That's true. But you can that's get page true. views for writing about Simmons. I, I'll be true. very honest with you. I haven't written about Simmons in a while. I, I don't know if that is still the same. You might have a better feel, but mm -hmm. you certainly know there was a time in the like mid or early 2000s, right, where like. He would be one of the people where if you wrote about, you would see chart beat game change. You know, there were people like Aaron Andrews, like back in way back in the day. Um, but I don't feel like back then people ripped them like they do now. It's very bizarre to me. Who that, are you reading? Like what? Like in no, just like, people, like, like I, the I guess, Green stuff. I guess idiots on Twitter. And, and I don't know. I, I, I well, think like you said, I think, I think it's a lot. Well. Well, now, do you want to get into your absence from no, Twitter this now? Is or is already we, horribly boring. Uh, no, listen, I'll no handle I'll handle it. I'll handle if it's right. this one's mine. When you're on yours, you hit. Do you want to talk about your absence from Twitter now or should we say I'll it answer whatever questions you want? I personally think there's like four people who are interested in this. You and like three people like on Twitter. Oh, I, I disagree. And with Andy Gray. <laughs> I disagree with that. All right. We'll get into your absence from Twitter later. Let's, we'll do a little yeah. media right now. Um, Greg Olson and Fox, they named him officially the. <laughs> Fun. Lead analyst. Yeah. He'll call us who this year. I don't listen <clears throat> for me personally. I think the jury's still out on Greg Olson. I'm not going to sit here and say he's great. I don't think he's bad. I think we've got to see he's done it for one year. But the one word, and it's a very easy, simple word that this whole thing that I hear from people and that I think about this whole situation with him keeping the seat warm for Tom Brady. It's just weird. It's just very weird to me. Is it weird to you? Well, I mean, it's weird that like the 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 person in waiting is like playing football right now. You know what I mean? Like the literally their their lead analyst is still an active player. 
So that in itself is very weird. And Secondly, the fact that it's Tom Brady's weird, just because it's right. like you never expected that. And this whole silly season has just been insane from the right. from the musical chairs that we have seen for all, you know, Buck, like literally like, you know, we saw Fox's lead booth transfer to ESPN, which is just Slaughter View take on its own is incredible. Absolutely. The contract <clears throat> uh, figures that have come out there and I, you know, tip my hat to Andrew Marshan on that. Who's been, who's, who's been ahead of the curve and all this stuff. Like it's like crazy money. Like again, I'm by the way, we can have a conversation, Jimmy. Like, there's an argument to be make that it's not crazy money, and there's you get your return on investment. But for the general public, it's crazy, crazy money. So we finally get to Olson, and yeah, he has a job that he knows that if things go according to a certain plan, he will not have next year. I'm not so convinced Tom Brady's coming back, uh, going to Fox next year. But let's sort of just play this out. Oh no, I I, I just want to say one thing right here. I if I were a betting man. There's no way on earth I think Tom Brady's only playing one more year. I don't think Tom Brady I I came out of retirement and, and 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 had that whole embarrassing episode where he retired for 30 seconds to come back for one more year. I think he's I playing. If if you said to me right now, you have to make a bet. Your life is on the line. I think he's going to play three more seasons. That's just me. I would <laughs> tend to agree that it won't be one year. Um, I think it's 50, 50, he ever ends up in a Fox booth, but, but, you know, maybe, maybe it's 51, 49. I mean, I, I, I shouldn't say 50, 50. I don't think he'll do the whole 10 years. I would bet big money on that. I that I can't see, but, and again, I, I know that this is like, sort of, this is like a, a common thought in sports brag, broadcasting circles. Cause it makes a lot of sense. It's a really not a big downside for Greg Olson, Jimmy, you get, well, an, I, I, okay, you, you go. Well, let me just, I'll just sort of play yeah, yeah, yeah. it out. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You have. <laughs> You have the number one seed for a year. You're calling a Super Bowl. You're doing the biggest games. You get to improve your craft uh, with an excellent um, partner in Kevin Burkhart. And, you know, obviously, you know, quality sideline people. And if Tom Brady does eventually come next year, I think if you have a good year, you've set yourself up at a minimum for Fox's number two booth. You at least show the people in other competing networks that you can be a number one. And so – What's the downside for Greg other than, yeah, like you got to take a back seat to Brady after having the number one seat. The, the reality is if Fox, if Fox wanted Greg Olson as their number one, they would have done it. They wouldn't have gone after Brady. Right. So I feel, feel like do the best job you can impress a shitload of people with your work and you've improved your leverage. I'm going to answer that, but I'm going to go on a total tangent right now. Did you watch Winning Time on HBO? Yes, I did. Okay. I want to chick hern you and put up my hand to make you stop talking. And you're Pat Riley and I'm chick hern and I'll, I'll just put the hand up when you need to. So stop I'm talking. Adrian Brody in this. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Here, I, I, I agree that there's no downside. I'm going to go back to what I said, though. And it's, it's weird. And here's what I'm telling. Here's what I think can be weird about it. I think if Olsen grows into it and he becomes universally loved and everyone thinks he's great, I think it's really weird then that he's got to get bumped down to the number two team, which is still a very, very good job. I'm not downplaying that. It's a very legit job. But if you're I'm just putting myself in his shoes. Let's say he has two great years. Brady comes in. Now he's got to go back to the number two team. The issue for Greg Olson. And like you said, you would think, okay, showcase what you got. Become what people might consider an A-lister. The issue is because of what's happened over the last six months where you referenced that the insanity with the contracts, there's nowhere for him to go, except you may know this better. Right, I don't know right what, now. Right. But I mean, in, things can no, open up Jimmy in two or three years. 
No, well, I don't know. Troy's there for five. Yeah, Troy's Tony's, got a long-term contract. Tony's Romo's got a long-term, long-term contract. contract. Uh, it's Collinsworth. Herb I don't Street's know. Got a long, I'm just sort of doing the math. Herb Collinsworth got a semi-long-term contract. Collinsworth could be up. That's um, the one. That's the one. Here, but Jimmy, like to me, and maybe I don't know. Maybe this is why I was never a uh, you know champion tight end or something. The number a number two NFL broadcasting job is still an incredible. I agree. You know, there's, agree. Only, there's only there's only eight eight of you that exist in the world if you include the number one. So it's still a multi million dollar job to call great games. So yeah. and I would say that again. But you know how egos are in this business. Nobody likes I to go do. backwards. But, Nobody likes to go backwards. But if you're, I get it. That's what the I'm reality saying. is, and this is no disrespect on Greg Olson's work because I think Greg Olson is good. Fox made it clear that they did not think he was a number one. If they did, they would have made him number one. Correct. I agree. So if nothing else, you have to me, you already know what your current network thinks. They like you a lot, but they don't think you are number one or else they wouldn't have gone after Brady. So at least you get a year. I don't agree with that. There's two things there. I think one, he's only done it for a year, so they may not think he's a number one now. But I think even if he thought they thought he was a number one, if Brady's there, they go. You get to. I've said this before. People are so focused on Tom Brady, the analyst. Tom Brady's there to help the Fox brand. Correct. Yes. I mean, the the that contract is as much about Tom Brady shaking the hand of like the lead salesperson at Ford or the executive at Budweiser to close a deal. Tom Brady is as much about. When Lachlan Murdoch right. and Fox Corp needs like a celebrity shiny right. object, right? In upfronts right. and stuff like that. That's why you bring Tom Brady in. Tom Brady showing up at Ohio, Michigan, get, like in theory, gives that gives that a bigger feel, right? That's why you're 100%. Him. Right. You're, they didn't you're, pay, you're not paying him just to be an analyst. You're paying right. him to be Tom Brady. They didn't pay $375 million for him to call NFL games. They call, they paid $375 100%. because for 10 years. I wish. $375 million. Right. So for 10 years, for 10 years, they can say Fox Sports is Tom Brady. Correct. That's it. Right. That's You're it. In, you, you, they paid that money to be in the business of Tom Brady. Exactly. And there will be things that come with that, including probably first rights of his production company. Right. There's a lot of things that will right. come right. with that. So if you look at it that way, that's a rounding error for Fox. Right. It's a billion dollar business for, for you know, whatever News Corp's, uh, you know, uh, right. Whatever, whatever, whatever revenue or whatever they're, uh, whatever they are worth on the open market, what they're paying Tom Brady is, is, is very, yeah. very minimal. But I get it. Like the public sees that number and they're like, "Holy cow, this guy's getting paid." Yeah, they don't get to it. This to call a game. It's not just. It's not just that. Where right. all this stuff is impactful, Jimmy. And again, I, I know, I know, I don't think you want to go in this direction, but it's you know, it's a very sort of inside the weed sports business thing. It does change the market for um for sports broadcasters in the sense that if you're an agent you know you now know what the ceiling the ultimate ceiling is so it's kind of like to me it's like and again espn's or well, all these places might do it but if you're like a kenny main type and you know fox or espn's like hey we don't have the money to pay you an extra 50 grand it's a little silly when you see Troy, joe and tom getting multiple multiple millions of dollars i would say yes and no because ultimately whoever wants to get that money, Fox can easily, whatever network can turn around and just say, you're not Tom Brady. I mean, right. and that person has no leg Understood. to stand on. Yeah, that's yeah. the leverage. Um, you know, the no. ESPN thing. Right, well, that, was a sports, the, that was a sports media segment. Good the Greg Olson thing is just, it's just weird. That's all I'm saying. I don't, um, I don't know why it's so weird for you. 
I don't know. It's just weird. I've heard that from a lot of. If people. you were Greg Olson, you wouldn't have taken. You wouldn't have. Of course, I would take it. Yeah, you take the job in a yeah, second. Because you, you hope know, maybe Brady course. changes his mind. Brady right. plays for four years. Maybe. What happens you know, if you know, Tom? Right. What happens if Greg Olson comes up with the greatest? He's, he's John Madden this year. It's not going to happen, but whatever. All right, I agree. With I mean, you he's got to improve a lot from year one. I mean, he was. He was, he was good, good, but he was, he was good. Dry. No, he's not. He he's not. Dry. He's not. He's not transcendent. He's not revolutionary, right. but he was good. Right. And to me, like good is still good. You can make money right. being good. Right. Do you think we're ever going to see? I guess the NFL wouldn't allow it, but you think we'll ever see CBS or Fox on a Sunday afternoon? They can never ever do a Manning cast, right? I mean, the NFL just wouldn't allow it. I don't know. I would say. I would say never say never because I think they're. At a certain point, maybe the NFL would allow one for a 425 window, which is, let's say it's a mega game. That's what I was thinking. They want to experiment and see what kind of numbers they can get for an alternative broadcast. You know, the league and its rights holder partners, like the network ones, they don't want that. um, They don't want the audience to be split. split. ESPN sort of has made a strategic decision in that um, they think Mannings are additive. Uh, you're paying for that anyway, right? It's, it's cable products. You're paying for right. it. But I think it would be pretty interesting experimental television if the NFL would allow a Fox or CBS to do it one week. You agree? The, re- the reason I ask that is because can't you envision some sort of scenario, not to sound like Chris Russo, where I could see maybe Tom does the games for like two or three years and then maybe he says, yes. you know what? I, this isn't for me or maybe, you know, this is too much. Let me go. Do, I'd rather do a Manning cast. I hundred uh, to me that is a better again easy for me to say right right that's a I think Peyton and Eli have a better job than Brady I'll tell you what they're not getting paid more although they're getting paid a ton they have create you know I'm getting to our wrestling Jimmy they have creative control over their right. broadcast in many ways they have set it up how they want to do it where they're talking with each other they bring in their guests they have their own production company they essentially have a hand chosen producer they don't have to do the full season they don't have to travel right. That's, I mean, that's, that's the thing. This is the reason I never, I, I, and I turn out to be incorrect on this. The reason I thought Brady would never do this is because I never would have thought he would want to travel 20 weeks a year as like a 47 year old dude, even with I, private travel and all that stuff. I just, I didn't see him wanting to be on the road like that. Again, he's not flying on Southwest sitting in the airport fighting <laughs> for a seat. I, I think he'll be fine. I with get it. Traveling. It's still travel though. I mean, yeah. the, the reality is it's still travel. Even if you're um, traveling private jet, you know, Tom Brady yeah. runway, et cetera. I will say the, the, you know, everyone knew it was going to happen. This is not breaking news. You knew Which it. One? I knew it. Greg everyone Olson? knew it. That, no, no. That once no. ESPN had success with Peyton and Eli, that everyone would then yes. get in on the Manning cast things. And we've seen it across, you know, ESPN just did it for the PGA. They're doing it for it, the NBA. Which uh, sounds atrocious to me. I don't want to. I mean, I, I think it might I, don't, be too, I think the game's too. I think basketball might be too fast for it. You agree I, with that or no? Well, here I think I think it's an where atrocious. baseball I think works. Well, not when A Rod's doing it. I think no, I agree that, with you. But it, but a, st- a analytical version of this, like if you're into that stuff, I think is could be an interesting. Broadcast. I'll say I'll say two things. I haven't watched one second of the baseball one, so I can't comment on. Well, Kane A Rod is that's more about conversation between those two guys. The stat cast the year before was about analytics, which was a good broadcast in my yeah. Opinion. I yeah I haven't watched it and won't watch it. Well, you, so. you know you you have a, you dislike Alex Rodriguez. Right. So, but the NBA one to me sounds just atrocious. And again, it's not I atrocious. It's just a little fat. Well, it's, you're it's not letting fat. me speak on my All own right, podcast. Sorry, I as usual. You're right. Now, I know it's not fair to make a judgment without seeing it, but 
one, like you said, wait, the action's way too fast. And two, it's the NBA finals. I, I, I need a legitimate broadcast. I can't like you have I would, one, Mike Green. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm going to watch. I wouldn't watch it all. I wouldn't watch a Manning cast of the NBA finals. Uh, yeah, listen, I will watch it because I'll be interested to see how it is. But like you, I, I am. I, I, I will like, say I will. Let me. My one caveat is I thought like the, you want to hear an interview or, with Dr. Bird, J in the, the middle of the NBA finals. I thought the bird Tarazi mega cast for the WNBA was really good. But I think that's because they had good chemistry together. Like, I think the only way it works for basketball is if you have two people who like are really like, let's put it this way. If you had Shaq and Barkley do it, I think it'd be fun to watch. You agree? Uh, not during the NBA finals. Like, See, I, I think, I need I think leg- that's your one caveat on this. I need a legitimate bro- Shaq and Shaq and who did you Ernie? say? Shaq and Barkley doing a game in January 15th. Yeah, I'll, fine. I'll be happy to watch a Manning cast. Okay. Well, again, so you're not going to, you are not the audience for the NBA mega cast. No. Right. Um, this broke earlier today i don't even know if really? you saw it since you're not on twitter anymore which we will get to but did you see this thing now with nesson yes i did I, by the way jimmy uh inside baseball i taped my podcast today with chad finn of the boston globe so we talked about this nesson thing so i'm okay. on the ball here jimmy so you can nesson, get information without being on twitter jimmy. no you can't and by the okay. way the, and i'm i am checking my feed every now and then i'm just so this not is a actively, fake okay so you're a fake, not a, no, I'm not fake, fake twitter it. vacation no it's not right. a fake twitter vacation I, but I, like I, i'm well, checking my feed every now and then because it's still a good resource for me to get writers i appreciate we will talk about your fake twitter vacation later wow let's get you to both this told me i would never quit twitter i haven't tweeted in more than three months no but you're checking maybe it, so you're, you're living in the truman show my front at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. So Nesson, you know what, Jimmy, pull- I was pulling twenty five thousand downloads of this podcast while you were marking up for uh, Mike Francis. OK, that's, that's my Nesson, line. not that good, right? OK, Nesson, the local Boston sports station will now charge thirty dollars a month. If you just want to have Nesson, it's a it's a standalone deal, not part of any streaming package, not part of any cable package, just Nesson by itself. If you don't want to have cable. You don't want to have satellite. You don't want to have Hulu and Netflix and all this bullshit. You just want to have Nesson only to watch the Red Sox and Bruins. $30 a month. Your thoughts. 
Well, um, fair price, not a fair price. Let's start with that. I, you know, when you, when you talk about price points, man, I always feel like a douchebag because like thirty dollars to me might be different than thirty dollars to somebody else. Like okay, I don't that, that price point to your, me seems reasonable. But here's my but. I I would not be one who would want to just pay. Like I, I like the cable bundle. Like I, I sort of. Part of me it too. is obviously both of us are from the same generation. Right. I like what it affords me, even though I think the cable companies are crooks and and in many ways are just gouge fans. So I'm not going to fall in love with the cable company. I just like its convenience. Right. Um, it. I think the Nesson. I think what Nesson is doing is really. I think they're gambling a little bit on how many Sox and Bruins fans will pay for this service specifically, outside of whatever cable package they have now and then further in terms of the business element of it you know you don't want to ruin nesson to the point where the the, the carriers don't want nesson anymore right because the viewership is down so i think it's a it's a little bit of a challenge for nesson and this is one thing chad brought up not my argument and i know you'll agree with me on this they better have that tech great because the one yes. thing that fans will lose their shit on right is if you pay 30 a month like you expect this to be apple tv quality and if it's not like they're going to throw a fit. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because now I'm going to go off on something that's nothing to do with anything. But I just want to All say right. this. Do you know who I've had the single worst streaming experience with? That's happened twice now. It's Bleacher Report ordering AEW pay-per-views. Really? Interesting. Two times complete. And one time was this past Sunday. That's why I, it's fresh I'm in my tell mind. tell Tony Khan this? He was just on yes. my podcast. Tell him. I'll, I'll complete. He would want an utter debacles. What happened? Latency issues. Always like, a problem. Oh, just always glitches trying to order it. Trying oh, to order sucks. it. Always glitches. See, that's that's horrible because you're paying fifty for that, right? Forty nine ninety nine, something to that effect. Fifty bucks. Th- that that thing better be perfect for that price. It's, that's a you lot can't of even money. order it. And and here's that's the thing. Terrible. And then I think, okay, I'm old. I'm out of touch. You know, there's all these fakakta services. Maybe it's me. I go on Twitter and search. Oh my Everybody god! They got, oh my god! They got bludgeoned. So that yes. wasn't that wasn't necessarily an issue with where you live, right? That was an no, issue. no. It was the Bleacher Report streaming service. That's why I brought it up. If it was an That's issue where I live, job. I wouldn't bring it up. Yeah. Um, but you job. you do make an excellent point. If you are a diehard Red Sox fan and you're paying thirty dollars a month for Nesson, and there's buffering, they're gonna, people going to perfect. Gonna, right, yeah, hundred percent. I I think you know, one of the things I talk with Chad. Actually, I get your take on this because you probably have a better take than him. Do you think that? Would interest in something like that be related to how good or bad the teams are? Meaning if the team sucked, would you right. be would you be more apt not to go for it versus if the teams were great, you'd be excited to have it separate? I, that's well, what I, I would assume – and my apologies. I don't know all the details. Like I said, this broke today. But I would assume obviously it's a month-to-month thing. It, so, I think there's a yearly option and a month-to-month option. But I'm saying if your team is 20 games out going into yeah, August. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to watch that in September? No, not I would really. uh, not for $30. Yeah. Not for $30. Right. And the other thing, too, is, you know, $30 a month. But keep in mind, if you're a Red Sox, Yankees, you're going to have games on Sunday Night Baseball. Yes. They're going to put you on the Apple TV you still nonsense. Have to, if you're, you're a Red Sox you on the fan, Peacock nonsense. you have to have ESPN still. You agree? You must. Those are the. Well, it, not necessarily. Don't you want the. Oh, for the playoffs. Red Sox. The play- no, no. Don't you want the exclusive Sunday night baseball games between the Red Sox and the Yankees? Yeah, but they're probably that's probably twice. That's two games a year, maybe. Uh, feels like four. But you no, but you know what? You don't. You and then Fox, what about the World Series? But, but you also need Fox because they're on. And you need yeah. don't you need Turner? Yeah, yeah, right. It, yeah, 
That's I, 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 I know we've talked about this before. Baseball is the most anti-fan sport when it comes to oh their my God, they media hate product. Us. It's, yeah. it's, it's gross. It's disgusting. It, yeah. Yeah. And Manfred and company just essentially have sold everybody out just for cash. I'd, I'd have no problem if they said, listen, we're doing this to make money. No. Instead, yeah. they say growing the game. You're not growing right. anything with these Bullshit. deals. No, right. yeah. you, you may have technology findings, but you're not. This is not why you're doing it. You're doing it because you want to bring in deep pocketed right. new revenue places like like Apple. Right. And Apple. Just say it. Yeah, just That's say it. I agree. If you actually right. were honest about it, I might not like it, but I could respect it. Yeah, I I think it's a smart move by Nesson. And I think people will, you know, and I think especially, I, listen, if you're a fan of both teams, the Red Sox and the Bruins, it's worth it. If you're a fan of one team, maybe you're on the fence about no, it. I but, think you, you got to be a fan of both. I don't yeah. think you're paying 30 for either right. team. I think right. you got to be. But I but having a lot of family in Massachusetts, I think most they're very parochial. And most of the yeah. fans in that area, like they're Patriots, Bruins, Red Sox, they, they stick with those teams. Um, we'll get one more thing before we get to your Twitter situation, since uh, we're already a half hour in. We haven't NBC, even talked wrestling yet. That's OK. NBC naming al michaels yeah you, Amer- you mentioned you emeritus. wanted to talk about this why is this so interesting to you because i love that they're using emeritus as code for <laughs> we push this guy oh, out because he's old so we're going to throw him a playoff game well That's they didn't have to do it. that i guess right they could have cut no they didn't no they, they didn't cut it totally right but 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 they literally are using the word emeritus <laughs> to mean we push this poor son of a bitch out. So now we're going to give him a playoff game. That's Listen, what it means. We both Don't like Al, fooled. but let's, you know, I mean, Al's going to be okay. I'm sure he's playing tennis right now in Brentwood uh, at his. Clay but why not just say, why not just say we finalized our announcing uh, roster for the 2022 season. Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth will call the games and the playoffs and Al Michaels will call our extra playoff game. <laughs> They got a, they, 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 um, maybe Al wanted the, the title. Maybe. You know? yeah. I don't, yeah, I will maybe. say this. I will say this. It's, I get it. Tariko has been in waiting. I'm sure he wants to do the games. I'm sure this, it's a little political and, you know, Tariko's probably got the year of a lot of top management. It is amazing. Is it not Jimmy that NBC, in my opinion, has had the best play by play NFL person currently and of all time. And they let that person go. It's amazing. If you just do it on the merit of it, like literal, the, the quality of performance, they let, in my opinion, the best NFL play-by-play guy go. And now Amazon has that person. I agree. Regardless of Al, you know what? Until Al proves to my ears that he's not at the top of his game, he, in my opinion, is at the top of his game. I feel the same way. All right, let's talk about you. Let's talk about Richard Deitch. Well, from Al Michael so to Richard Deitch. So your so last... Watch, these, watch those downloads drop. So your last tweet where you announced that you would be taking a break <laughs> from Twitter came on February 20th. Wow. We are recording this now on June 1st. Now, first, I, I will give you months? credit. I never in a million years thought you'd you last told me, this You long. used to tell me when we worked together at Sports Illustrated that I would never quit it. I would never leave right. Twitter. Right. I was obsessed by it. You right. would be far more likely to be off that service before me. I and never how, said that. That's a I lie. Feel, I feel I remember that. How, how the tables have shifted on that. No, I never said that. Now, I, I give you a massive amount of credit. I'm impressed that you have not tweeted in that long. Now, the fact that you're reading twitter it's a little bit i never said i would i mean like i i don't even remember what i wrote what did i write i just said i would take a break right for a month right. do it's now you been three. do you have a date in your mind when you will send out your next tweet <laughs> no i do not although i ha- will say i, I had me, a, i had a podcast when- today that i really wanted to promote 
and I'm not promoting it. And that, and that's the kind of stuff that really is hard because it has imp- I'll be very sort of honest with you. Cause I know you are obsessed with metrics and downloads more than anybody I know. It has absolutely hurt the downloads of my podcast, not promoting that on Twitter. And so today, like I came out with, I have a podcast with the Washington post reporter, John Woodrow Cox. He covers, it's honestly a really serious topic. He covers, um, kids being impacted by um, by guns, school shootings is probably the expert in the entire country on it. We went 50 minutes on this, just like real sobering discussion on like what it's like to do his job. Is there any solution or possibility here? So, and you know, he's obviously written about Uvalde and, and Sandy Hook and Buffalo and all that stuff. Um, so when it comes to Jimmy, like to promote something or like I had Tony Khan on a week and a half ago, like I would have, I miss like not being able to say, Hey, I got these guys on. Can you listen? But that's sort of the trade-off because I feel like once I go back on, I'm back on. All right. So, so I've let you promote your podcast. Do you want to you. clear the record now on me being obsessed with downloads or do you want me to release all of your DMs to me asking for the downloads of my podcast? Well, I'm interested in the downloads of your podcast because I want the comparison of right. like where mine is because I think that's just interesting intel. Right. And I have – but but don't don't kayfabe the audience here and don't be performative. I have always given you what I do on my podcast downloads as well i've never ask, asked correct? you i've never asked you you oh, asked me true. i'll go back to go back if you find sure you have if you find one dm from me asking you how many downloads you got you can post it i'm not gonna post it because i'm not on well the i'm gonna post right yours now. to me because you said i'm, I'm not obsessed. saying i have it I, I absolutely have that's really interesting information for right. me so i'm saying clear the record because i am not dming you asking for your downloads all right i, I, I let me look at my direct messages yes. to make sure that that's and clear true. it up do you know you, when- you do you will uh, let, let me be more clear. You definitely will direct message me or email me now and say, man, I just, you know, I, 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 I this wasn't the best booking decision. Yes. I should have uh, maybe had somebody yes. else because I the downloads were not good this week. You yes. have, you 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 will at least acknowledge yes. that you do do that. Yes. OK, thank you. But I really haven't had any clunkers except for maybe one or two. You've had very good guests. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to have clunkers. Do you have a date in mind when you will send out a tweet? Are you uh, like looking to go a year? Are you looking to? Is there? There's or a part just of me the, that would. There's a part of me that would love to go into 2023, but I don't know if I can do it. But that would. Be, I feel been, like that would be such a good. That would be such a impressive bit of self discipline. What has been the moment where you almost broke down and sent out a tweet? Honestly, Duvaldi. Why can't you? Just tweet promo tweets for your podcast. I can and I might. I might. I mean, I think people who have talked to me about this say, just do that, man. Don't engage and just promote it. You kind of feel like a little bit of a schmuck for doing that, right? That all you're doing is just blaring out your own self I think that's what most people do now. So I wrote about this today, Uh, Wednesday. Check this out. Wednesday train of thoughts if you want to read it. So Derek Jeter Jeter joined Twitter on Tuesday. I did read about that. If anyone thinks Derek Jeter is going to give you anything other than watch my documentary, <laughs> buy my, you know, d- turn to foundation dinner, you know, picture. You don't it, think he's going to be like Brady and hire a social media team to be funny, stuff like that? Yeah, I think he's going to do that, but he's not giving you like, you know, why? Why don't the Yankees get rid of <laughs> Joey Gallo? <laughs> That'd be awesome if he did. That. Yeah, he's not doing that. I don't think he's going to give you, you know, anything but his other personality than, is such that that's sort of him anyway. Right. He's not. This is not Charles Barkley. 
No, he's not. This is not but, Pat McAfee. No, definitely not. I, I just the euphoria on Twitter. You maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. That people had for Jeter joining Twitter. These people are going to be so disappointed because he's given you nothing. You know what? You know what is interesting to me. Uh, you, you see, you're bringing me back in. It's like Pacino and Godfather Three. At this point of Twitter's life cycle, you know what? You know when people used to join Twitter when in 2014 or 2015 or 2011, and like literally these very famous people could get a crazy amount of followers in like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Is that still possible? Like, like what, well, he had like, three when I did my con this morning. He had 300,000. Okay, so that you just answered my question. So it is still possible that someone that famous can just get crazy numbers right away. Well, and also there's way more people on it now than there were in 2014. So it do might you believe that Elon Musk will eventually own Twitter or not. I'm not smart enough about business to know what the, you know, I guess he made a bid. Now he doesn't want to do it. And yeah. he's about the bots. And I don't know anything about Elon. I, I feel like the only person in America, I don't know anything about Elon Musk. I've said this on this podcast. I know he owns Tesla. I know right. he smoked weed with Joe Rogan. Other than that, I don't know anything about him. I've, I've come to know some things about him since this whole Twitter thing happened. I mean, he seems like a weirdo, but I guess he's also smart if he's done so well in business. I don't know. But here's this is my thing. I know a lot of people are upset about Elon Musk buying Twitter. In my opinion, Twitter gets what it deserves. Twitter allowed itself to become a cesspool. Twitter allowed itself to let bots and assholes and threats run rampant. So now if he buys you and destroys you, you deserve it because you've done nothing to fix any of the problems you needed to fix. I, there's that's a good sermon. I, I got nothing. To, I got nothing to, to go against you on that. I agree with you. They, in many ways, the dudes who ran it, the Jack Dorsey's of the world and that crowd, they, although Jack Dorsey obviously cashed out, so I don't think he really gives a shit. But they deserve ultimately what becomes of this. You're correct. And they, also, like, like they this created whole, this Frankenstein. Right. And I'll say this. And this is going to get into a whole thing I probably shouldn't get into. Let's but, not go there. You it's know, also, I, I mean, the one thing I've learned, if there's any knowledge I can impart on people who are on it, and again, it's an incredibly valuable resource. And generally speaking, sports journalists have to be on it. It is a competitive disadvantage for me not to be on right now. The one thing I have learned, though, Jimmy, and this is something you know sort of instinctively. And again, I live in Canada, you live in New York. So, understand geographically that the people I'm talking to obviously are people in Toronto right now, not, not the States, but the reality is it really is a small slice of the world. Like, once oh, it's you very, small. Leave it, very, you small. realize just like yeah. how many more people are like staying in touch with their buddies on Facebook or Instagram than, than are part of the, uh, the Twitter dialogue on a daily basis. Right. It's a media thing. But the other thing I'll say is this. I know, and I know Elon Musk's whole big thing is, you know, free speech, free speech, right, free speech, right. although he doesn't, I don't know. Um, I don't want free speech on Twitter. I don't want you to be able to say the vaccine is a Bill Gates microchip to track you. I don't want you to be able to say, I hope your kids die in a fire. I don't want free speech on Twitter. I want it regulated. I don't want to, I don't want to say something about, LeBron James and have people say, you know, Sports Illustrated should fire you. Like, I don't want free speech on Twitter. Twitter is not. Again, people don't understand what free speech is. It's about the government and this and that. I have no problem with Twitter putting restrictions on free speech. None whatsoever. Well, I I mean, again, we <laughs> because it's a private owned company. They can do this whatever would, they this want. Would, this, would, this, this would be like a two hour podcast. I, I would say, well, while I am a 
I think like many people like you uh, believe in free speech and advocate for it. There are consequences always historically to speech. Disinformation absolutely should be called out or tagged. And it is at times frustrating. And when, threats, though, when, but when, threats when, as when well. People, people threaten that said, each other. One, one, can be, one, one, one can agree with some of the things Musk says on this and at the same time, like absolutely like want, like you said, like harassment right. and misinformation and threats like that shit must be monitored. And right. and there has to be some kind of rules to 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 follow. Like, I, I, agree. I also think it's good business to do that personally. I don't know. Maybe what I again, maybe there's a reason both of us don't own a social media company. All right, we've done 40 minutes. We're going to wrap. I'll let, what do you want to say about wrestling? Anything you want to say about I feel like AEW, this is, I feel like I'm, this is not going to be good downloads for you because I, I don't feel like I brought I, I, Listen, don't worry about no, my downloads. I didn't bring any news. Just I mean, give me an answer to the question. I'll give you some news that I know a little bit, although it might Go be ahead. outdated by the time people listen to this. I think there's a 50-50 chance that you're not going to get the full booth for game one in the NBA finals with Breen, Van Gundy, Salt. Well, Van Gundy, there's clearly something wrong with him. Yeah. I, I, by the way, I don't think it's COVID. I think, but I, I think if I had to guess as we're taping this now Wednesday yeah. afternoon, I would say one of one of Jeff Van Gundy and Mike Green doesn't do game one. It could be turn out to be wrong, but that's a guess. I wonder if Van Gundy couldn't do it if they bring someone in or just let Breen do it with Jackson. That's a good question. What would you And do I know who situation? I'd bring in. I'd bring in JJ Reddick. That's what I would do. Well, they're not going to do that because obviously Reddick's never done that. But do you, you know, Doris Burke is doing the radio side. You, oh, yeah, you, they could just would they, you yeah, change would your radio side, bring her in or do you keep yeah. her in and just bring in uh, who, would, who would be considered? But wait, doesn't Doris? Oh, oh no, she doesn't. Do, she doesn't do the sidelines. No, no. My bad. No, Doris. They Doris should bring, is next they, in line. Right. right. Who so, would be after Doris? Who, who is like the Hubie Brown? Yeah, probably. Right. Hubie or Richard Jefferson is like maybe after. Hubie. Yeah. yeah. So the real question, like I would bring in Doris. Like right. I, I understand like radio is important and we both love radio, but like. The reality is like television, you know, 15 million people are going to watch this thing on TV and much less are going to listen to our radio. So to me, I'd bring in Doris, yeah. third person in the booth, and then you That's replace Doris on the radio. You agree yeah, with that? I agree. Yes, I agree with that. I do agree with that. But I asked you about wrestling. Do you care about, by the way, do you care about NBA viewership? Because Chad and I did that today on our I mean, pod. I care in terms of business, but I think they'll get, I think they're going to get very good ratings because they've got Steph Curry in the Boston Celtics. I agree. If it goes think, seven, too. Do you think that, do you think that finally destroys the, narrative that i'm never watching the nba again or are we still gonna I mean, have stupid people doing that this, there's 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 gonna be stupid people doing that for sure okay. um wrestling do you have any thoughts before we close out the pod well yes i have a lot of thoughts because i don't get i'll, to talk I'll, to get, I'll throw one I thing at i don't you, get to then, talk to anybody about this i'll throw one thing at you i thought it came and went no one seemed to dip dip into it or dive into it and it's a weird thing about covering wrestling because stephanie mcmahon leave of absence i know did barrasso your guy at si do anything on this I, I don't believe so. You know, the New York Post now is a wrestling column, which I think is interesting and actually a very smart move by them. Do you read that? Everyone should have a wrestling. Yeah, 100 percent. I think the athletics. I, I, I'm not sure management agrees with me, but um, yeah, I will say. And I'm a big fan of Stephanie. I like I love her as a performer. She's one of the best heels in the history of the company. And I think she really cares about a lot of important things. And I give her a massive amount of credit for the um the prominence that women get on that broadcast. That said, Jimmy, there's something off here because why would the most prominent front-facing person in the company, even more than Vince, by the way, you would agree? She's the face of the company. She does mm, all the... I don't agree with that. Jimmy, I'm saying, listen to my hate. She does all the conferences. She does all the 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 biz side stuff. 
other than Nick Khan when they want to put somebody on CNBC. Vince doesn't do that shit. He never has. Anymore. He never I know. has. So I'm saying you have such a prominent figure in the company. I wonder what that is. Do you think it has something to do with Triple H's health scare? Maybe. Maybe. Do you think it also just, came, maybe she's it burned also, out? She's been doing it a long time. Nobody knows anything. That's why I find I, I, I wish someone would read that Jeff Jarrett has joined now. So the Conrad Thompson Empire brings back Bruce Pritchard to the WWE. And now Jeff Jarrett has a big corporate role at WWE now. I think the problem with WWE is they got too many people in, in those roles. Well, but they've, but they, they've writers, actually dismissed many... a lot of people, right? Haven't they? They let go of uh, William Regal was in that backstage role for a long time. Haven't they let go NXT, of a lot of the agent I don't know. producers? This part is boring. I thought you'd have some hot take about some storyline. Let's talk some... a Before we get out of here, let's talk MJFAW. Yeah. Or do you want to talk about uh, Rock and will we see him at, Rus- at the next WrestleMania? Do you care about that? I think we will. Um, I agree. Against Roman? Yeah, because I asked Roman about that last year, about this WrestleMania that passed in Dallas, and he said to me, wouldn't it make more sense to do it in L.A.? That's what Heyman said. Heyman yeah. said, don't you don't you don't. Heyman also said, you don't you don't come out at this year's WrestleMania because if you just show the rock for two seconds, everybody, yeah, great. You get a big pop, but then you do nothing with it for the rest of the year. Yeah, so I do think I do think if it's going to happen, this is it. The next WrestleMania a year from now, basically 10 months from now. What about his daughter? But I don't know what, you know, I'm sure he's only going to do it if he has something he's promoting. And, you know, he's going to do it just promoting the rock, promoting promoting his football league. All right, let's get into MJF AEW because I I have some thoughts. I think MJF is the best current guy on the mic right now. And, uh, yeah, well, maybe along with Becky Lynch. And so my thought on MJF, Jimmy, is that. He started all this like public contract negotiations as a work. Uh, it's a pretty good heel play to basically say you're going to go to WWE when your contract's out in 2024. Fans love the fact that you're giving them some behind the scenes stuff in terms of you're telling them when your contract is up, which nobody basically talks about publicly. And I think the work became a shoot in that I think at a certain point, Tony Khan thought it was funny, but then maybe started hearing from people in the back saying, what's this guy doing? It's unprofessional. We're tired of hearing him complaining. And then the tension became real between management and MJF. And now, while I think they will work it out, I think he worked himself into a into a shoot with all this stuff. How do you see it? That's that's my take on this. I agree that I thought it was a work. I still think it's a work. Um, listen, I think it's very simple. MJF wants money. So and deserves it, by the way. So, yeah. So either he's going to get it from AEW or he'll go to WWE. I think it's very simple. He can't be who he is, though, in WWE, just based on that That's structure. True. You agree? That is true. Yeah. Um, sadly, yes. Sadly, yes, I do agree with that. Yeah. I mean, Vince, you know, God bless Vince, but Vince isn't going to allow uh, MJF to do the kind of, uh, you know, hustle, uh, res- loyalty, respect promo that that he did on AW with punk. It's just, it's a different company. Like right. they, they don't do that kind of shit. And so I think MJF could get paid and I think he'd be a good performer in WWE. I don't think he could be the same performer in no. AW. I think actually AW fits for him and I, and I hope it works out. I agree. And unfortunately we're going to wrap it up because I've wow. had massive like technical just, issues. You know, I, I stuck around through these yeah. long technical issues. By the way, Shelby deserves a lot more cash for dealing with all this nonsense. Shelby is the best. And I'll, let everyone know that. You use, the, I, I mean, it, it, you want to rank your producers between Shelby, Dan Bloom, Lou Pellegrino, every, anybody else is going to bet Marston. No, 
In the middle of Richard's MJF answer, my Bluetooth completely died. So my headphones went out, my mouse went out, and my keyboard went out. And I had a scramble. Unbelievable, man. And I'm just glad this happened when you were the guest and not, you know, Joe someone, Boss some, or Troy yeah, Aikman. Someone famous, right. Yeah. Someone, someone worthy. Then I would be really screwed. Who do you got next week? You got to do better. I have. I'm not even trying to be. I'm not even trying to be self-deprecating. You got to do better than me. I have business. Yeah, Bissonette's a much better guest than me. Absolutely. You don't really do a lot of hockey, though. I don't. But I want to talk to him more about his media rise. It's a big one. I mean, the guy's on TNT's with Gretzky. And, and, yeah. Incredible. Has a hugely successful podcast and one of the biggest in Canada, too. Um, You know, we go way back. So I figured let's get and, and it'll be the Stanley Cup final. So it's now or never. I'm just surprised you're doing hockey. Who do you have on next week? I have one guest already done. It's uh, it's again, it's a non-sports one. Do you really care about this? I just say that I don't care about a soliloquy. You're just not going to know like who the it name. is. Just it's a guy named Edward Keenan. You're not going to know who he is. Okay. And then I have to do a second. I'm trying to do two a week where one is sports media related. And then one is maybe just something that like I want. Like I thought I put Tony Khan under like something I want kind of thing. Who is a sports guest this week? This week is Chad Finn and Luis Radnovsky. Oh. Last week was Leslie Visser. Okay. And next week, do you have a sports guest lined up? Not yet. I need to. You have any suggestions? I need to, to, to go out and find one. Do you have panic attacks when you don't book a guest by like? No, I'll money? tell you what. This is, and I think I actually think the audience would find this interesting. Um, I'll be and tell me if you that. agree. I don't. I will. Ne- first of all, I will never run out of guests ever. And I'll tell you why. Because if I ever need a guest, I could always go to my colleagues at The Athletic and choose between 400 incredibly talented people. So while I try not to overflow my podcast with athletic people because it is separate, like it's always there. So I would then counter to you. Could you not always just basically be like, you know, um, I mean, but, you know, like a couple months ago, if you need an NFL guest, could you have not just said, hey, Jenny Brent, this, you know, could you come on my podcast and talk about X or, hey, Wertheim, I want to do something on tennis. Like you have a lot of talented people with audio experience at SI who I feel like you could bring on in a pinch. No. Well, there's a couple of things there. I, I do think it's always a little bit. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, it's not pleasant when you bring someone on as like the last minute. I don't have a guest. You don't got to tell them they're the last. Well, minute but they, you know, they would know. I think I did that once with like Kyle Brandt and he came on and gave me a hard time about it and said I was his. He was my uh, Martin Short for David Letterman or Regis, you know, when you have no one and you <laughs> that's just a, call. That, but that's someone. a good get, though. At yeah. Like second. Right. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, I can do that. I just, you know, you want things to be timely. You want things to be. Um, but that to me is the benefit of being at a big place like you're at. And I'm like, I had is you, if nothing else, you can, but, always, but your place is way bigger than my place. It is. You, but you, can always, you could always get a guest to talk about a subject of interest to the audience. They may not be as famous as Troy Aikman, but you know, Verducci covers baseball. I just had Verducci yeah, on. I've had Verducci on. Yeah. So, all right. This part was boring. Let's end it now. Wow. All, all right. right. So Richard Deitch, mm-hmm. the athletic, the sports media podcast, not right. on Twitter. Right. Not right now. But I'll be back. When do you think? Give me a, like September 1st. If, Will you be? I, honestly, I feel like maybe that's probably accurate. I feel like around football season. I feel like no. Make the return. No tweets over the summer. I don't know. You know, Jimmy, I, if I could be very serious for one moment, like and you know this about me, literally one moment, because Shelby probably wants to kill yeah, us. You've yeah. always said that, like, you know, I'm too impulsive on this. I, I don't react well when there's something that happens societally or politically. I, I'm just too hot. Right. And like, it's probably been good for me not to be on it because I, 
I'm not saying like the athletic would have filed me, fired me for something I said about Uvalde or the Buffalo shooting and people, at least who listen to this podcast back in the day, know I lived in Buffalo and care about that city very much. So in many ways, it's probably been good, like for me to be breaking on this. Cause like, I'm not going to fire something off, but like the, the world in many ways is shitty and continues to get shittier. Mm-hmm. So like, it's, it's going to be out there for me. Right. Yep. So I just got to figure out how not to cross the line, I guess. Is there something I can tweet for you? Is there a message you'd like to get no. out to the masses? Anything <laughs> you, you want me to? No, I do not. Like just had Richard Deitch on the podcast. He says hello to Twitter. No, no one cares. No. What about says says hello? No, I'd rather you didn't do that. Says save happy, your... happy June. <laughs> save your save your tweets for something interesting. All right. Well, we'll be. But tw- thank I'll... you. I I appreciate. As you know, this podcast means a lot to me, and I appreciate you inviting me on. Thank you. You have an open invite. Thank you for coming on, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, joining me now for the weekly train of thought segment right here on the SI Media podcast, as he does every week, although he was uh, not around last week. He is Sal Licata from WFAN Radio in New York and SNY TV. Sal, how are you? Good. We did not do the pod last week, but we did meet up for brunch on Memorial yes. Day, which was nice. Little Maureen's Kitchen, free plug for them. If you're on Long Island, the best breakfast place on Long Island, Maureen's Kitchen. <laughs> um, yeah, we did see each other. We didn't do this train of thoughts last week, which was fine because it was a kind of a dark and disturbing week. So we didn't need to, you know, be yucking it up. But we will yuck it up this week because the best story to come down in a really, 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 really long time in the sports world is this Tommy Pham, Jock Peterson. And now we get Mike Trout dragged into it. So let me just say a few things and then we'll. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to start. I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to start with what took place on Wednesday and I'm going to get it in trouble for this probably. And but I don't care. There's this thing, you know, how like Twitter has all these rules of like who you're allowed to make fun of or who you're allowed to say negative things about and who you're not. And one of the people on Twitter, especially baseball Twitter, they go, great. you're never allowed to say anything bad about Mike Trout. God forbid, even though he has zero personality. So Mike Trout gets interviewed about this whole thing today and basically says no comment, no comment, no comment, makes one little funny joke. Oh, every commissioner gets booed and doesn't want to talk about it. 
This is why baseball is in trouble. You have the best player in the game has an opportunity to show some personality, be funny, have some fun, get some laughs, get some headlines. And he doesn't want to comment. I mean, Mike, can you can you give us a little bit? Can you do something? Just be a little bit of a personality for the sport. Instead, he gives a total pass to a ridiculous story that the entire country is into. I mean, I, he doesn't have to do it. It's not his responsibility, but can you have like a little teeny personality and help maybe get some headlines for the game? Yeah, I, uh, I've never been a big Mike Trout fan. I don't know if it's because he plays on the angels or out West, but yeah, there is no, there is no draw there as far as personality goes. This whole thing though is so bizarre. I mean, I didn't think it was legitimate at first. Like, Fam actually slapped Jock Peterson. I saw Jock Peterson okay. address it in a post game. Like, yeah. what has happened? Now, I'll admit, I mean, I think anybody who's played fantasy football would have loved to have slapped their commissioner a couple of different times or somebody in the league a couple of different times. But to actually do it on a baseball field in front of others, I, I find it bizarre. So I have issues with Mike Trout. Now I have issues with you. You just did something that's one of my huge pet peeves that I hate now. Every I understand we lived in this really fucked up time, but I really hate now whenever something real happens to people go, oh, it's fake. Right. Everyone thought Will Smith and Chris Rock was fake. Now you think this is fake at first. Like, no, no well, I, didn't, real anymore. I, I didn't see the slap. So I, I wasn't sure if it was like a friendly. I, I shouldn't <clears> say fake. You're right. And for the record, I thought the Will Smith thing was real from the get go, but I didn't see the slap. So I heard about it and then I was like, OK, well. Was it like he was actually trying to hit him like Will Smith? Oh, he did, yeah. yeah, right. So so then I learned, obviously, that it was. And I just couldn't believe that this is like, and this is real news? Like, what, what is going on here? Oh, it's news. I actually think it's absurd that he only got three games. Think, think about this, though. Think about it. He walked up to an opposing player during batting practice and slapped him in the face. <laughs> that should be way more than three games, if you ask me. I but, just don't understand. How, yeah, you're right. How did he get away thing. with that? If you're Mike Trout, you're the best player in baseball. You make $30 million a year. Why are you a commissioner in a fantasy football league? Well, why did he get playing fantasy football to begin with? And what was well, the, that? I can what? understand. You want a little juice on Sundays when you're watching the NFL. So I get it. I mean, I don't know why he's in it with Tommy. Like he should be in it with like LeBron and Brady and like why he's in it with Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson. Right. You want to be in. Well, I mean, you know, these guys are friends. <laughs> baseball teams do that all the time. Or I guess players. Did they say the amount? What was the amount of the league? The I, league they have the, not said that. They have not come uh, out with that yet. Yeah, I'm sure it's a ridiculous amount. Have you ever been in a fantasy football fight? Uh, not, not that I can remember. Certainly not to that extent. Like frustrations or thinking like, oh, come on, that's a Bush League move or that's not right about the league. But no, never like a a one um because usually the league rules are for everybody in the league. Like I don't understand how well, he is, it didn't sound like he broke a rule. Well, so that, then what's Tommy Pham's freaking problem? Well, then he sent the gif making fun of the making fun of Tommy Pham's team. Uh, that, you know what? Tough. If your team sucks, your team sucks. Like, I mean, that's, no, no, not making fun of his fantasy team, making fun of the Padres. Oh, <laughs> even better, <laughs> even better. So that, I think that that's has why he's about, then has nothing to do with fantasy. So now what are we going to have? Like when Joel and B trolls, you know, whoever, Jimmy right. Butler, are we going to have those guys start slapping each other now? I mean, what is going on here? I, I'm assuming the slap was a combination of he thought he quote unquote cheated. And then he sent the nasty gif about the Padres. So then he went and slapped them, which is. Can't just we just go back to guys getting drilled? Like what all that, whatever happened to, Hey, oh you know, this guy God. screwed me over my fantasy league and he sent me a bad meme. Drill him with a baseball. Will you? Do you, do you still play fantasy football? No, I do not. I stopped about five or six years ago. Top three decisions I've ever made in my life. 
I got sucked into some fantasy baseball league. I have no interest in I don't even look at it. It's the worst thing ever. I think I did fantasy. I stopped for two for a few years and then I got back after the pandemic. I was starved and I was like, oh, you know what? Let me do it. Instant regret. I want no part of it. I hate it. I hate fantasy football. Now I tw- now listen, when this first came out, I tweeted like, you know, who among us has never wanted to slap the shit out of someone who's taken too long to make a draft pick? Obviously, I don't condone violence. You should never slap someone. But I guess the, this is the question. When you're doing a fantasy football draft, what is more annoying? The person who takes the longest to make picks or the person who picks a guy who's already been taken? I think that's the more annoying thing that somebody who steals your player right when you are <laughs> you know, ready to go. No, no, I'm right? talking about I'm talking about like you drafted. Oh, in a, uh, in a, in a uh, like in you drafted. Draft? I'm talking about like you drafted um, Debo's Debo Samuel, and then the guy two picks later tries to draft Debo Samuel. I'm not paying attention. I don't. I, I never had that experience. That's an in-person draft thing, I guess. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And no, I'm usually I'm doing it on Yahoo. I barely have enough time to do it on Yahoo. What are you kidding me? In-person get-togethers? No way. Right. It's kind of sad that this is the biggest baseball story of the year. It shows you. They should broadcast Tommy Fan versus Jacques Peterson on Friday Night Apple. Maybe somebody will watch it. Well, they should have them on like fantasy football preview shows or so. Like they've got to do something with this. Good point. They could uh, monetize it somehow. The, what what made this? It, it wasn't the slap. Listen, Tommy Fam slapping Jacques Peterson made this just a. It made it a ridiculous story that you couldn't believe. Like you had said initially, but what then made this hysterically just surreal is the interview that Jack Peterson gave. He was so serious and detailed with every step of the way. That's what made it a great story. Not that slap. was the best part for me. That yeah. was the part that I was into once I saw that. And like you <laughs> and said, you Trout fu- can't even play along. Trout has the responsibility as the commissioner of the league and as a star of the sport to at least address it somewhat. Come on. And how about that? Right. But then to find out Trout's the commissioner made it <laughs> added another layer. But then he, of course, didn't want to give this any legs today and decided not to comment on it, which was ridiculous. Yeah, he, he should have kept it going at least a little bit. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't slap anybody. Fan is a culprit here. All he's got to do is express his, you know, maybe he's embarrassed at, at uh, you know, the amount of money that they spent. That's always asking how much it is because that yeah. could be another factor to it. I think a lot of it has to do with age. I think once, once you get to a certain age, you have to just be a complete masochist to be a commissioner in any league of any sport. It's a, it's a horrific job. Yeah. You think Trout gets the free buy-in as a commissioner? <sighs> I would hope not. He shouldn't get a free fight. But why is he the commissioner? He's the best player in the game. You got that is a job for like the 25th man on the roster. Yeah, that is a good point. I didn't think about it that way. <clears throat> Although Trout is overrated. I'm very classist that classist that way. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Uh, speaking of classes and things I don't understand, I don't understand why Mike Trout is a commissioner in a fantasy football league and something else I will not understand. I mean, I get it when it comes to a business standpoint, but my God, why on earth would Derek Jeter join Twitter at this stage of his life? You know, when you said well, we start with a, a great story or whatever, I swear I thought you might be going that way because you wanted to troll me about Jeter on Twitter. No, I even more, Even more so than Jeter himself joining Twitter, which I just don't freaking right. get. Dude, you're Derek Jeter. You're above it. Please, you don't have to be on there. Why would anybody who doesn't have to be on there be on there? But then the fawning over him made me nauseous. I took a four-day break during Memorial Day weekend <laughs> from Twitter. I come back to see the people. Oh, Jeter. You know, the, <laughs> Jeter's first major league hit. Jeter's 3,000 hit. The day that Jeter joined Twitter. Like, give me a break. It is nauseating. Well, first things first. I... I didn't realize you were on a four day break, but I now that I'm thinking about it, you didn't check your phone when we went to breakfast. So I guess right. you were on a break. Yeah, number, it was on a little bit of a cleanse. Yeah. Number two, you're a Met fan and you hate Derek Jeter. So your reaction makes sense. No, I have this has nothing to do with Jeter. It has to do with Twitter. Right. I have no issue with Jeter. I have great well, here's my him. issue with it. My issue is if anyone thinks Derek Jeter is going to give you anything on Twitter, you've, you don't know anything about Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter's not going to go out there and give you anything interesting on Twitter. He's going to give you promotion of his company. That's what he's like, going to give you. Why join? Is that it? Well, my guess, this is, I don't know this. So this is all just speculation on my part. I don't know this, but this is my opinion. My opinion is he's not, he's not doing it. He's not tweeting. He's not reading his tweets. He's got business people doing it. He Agreed. probably doesn't even have it on his phone. He's never going to read one mention from anybody. So it's a strictly a business thing. So, that's why I get why he's doing it, but it's still like, like, I, I love the fact that he wasn't on there. Like, be above that slum. Don't get into it with people like us. You don't need agreed. It. I want out. Can I get out? I want to be. <laughs> no, above you it. can't. No, you can't. You can't. Oh, come get on, out. why not? I know I'm not Jeter, but I want out. And I'll tell you, if I was anything close to making that type of money that some of these stars have, I you wouldn't be able to find me. Twitter. I probably wouldn't even have a cell phone. Good luck. I agree. You would have a cell phone though, because you are addicted. <laughs> um, I didn't see Top Gun. I know you saw it because we discussed it. Why don't you just give the people like a 30 second good, bad review? So someone told me that they had seen it and said it's great, which motivated me to then rewatch the original, which, by the way, I didn't realize was on Netflix, which I have. So I ended up paying four bucks to rent a movie that I had free on Netflix, which makes me irate. But I watched Top Gun, the original. Then I took my wife and went to go see it for our anniversary. It was a billion times better than the original, which was good. I liked the original. But this was an actual great movie with a lot of different uh, layers to it. So I highly recommend it. All right. Good. Um, Warriors minus 160 against the Celtics in the NBA Finals. Who are you picking? Great question. Uh, I'm going to ride with the defense. I'll go with the Celtics, even though I know everybody's going to be on the Warriors and I get it. But I've been sick. After the Celtics swept the Nets, I picked them to go to the championship. So might as well pick them to win it. I'll, I'll ride with the Celtics with their defense. Yeah, 
I, I I'm having a tough time with this. Um, I was thinking Warriors. I, I feel like they're a little sloppy. So when I watch them, um, I don't like the fact that the Celtics needed seven games to beat a completely depleted Heat team. Uh, right. But if I had to make a pick, I would say Warriors in six. If I had to now, make a pick there. Now, will you bet it or no? Probably. Well, no, no, I won't bet this series. I'll bet individual games and prop bets. I won't bet this okay. series. Okay. And then I think prop the Celtics, bets, like player. I, I'm going to pick the Warriors just because I think the Celtics may be tired. They may be tired. They're going to hit a fair. wall here a little bit. And I think. And I want to root for the Warriors because I'd like to see Curry win one here. So, and I got some. Yeah, I think the, the Warriors. For me, I'd rather root for the Warriors than the Celtics. I just I'm going to go with the defense. So, yeah. um, I don't have any Apple reviews to read, but I did ask some people to send in some mailbag questions. Well, I don't know why it's, I'm calling it mailbag, but sending questions. Um, and we got a couple layer that could be interesting to go through here. Now, someone, I got a question here from Jennifer, Jennifer DiVenuti, who asked, what do you think of Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter joining social media? So we covered that one. Um, and got a couple. I get this question all the time. This is from at Drew Goley, favorite episode of Seinfeld. Now, mm. I feel like I've answered this a million times, but what the hell? My favorite episode is... Um, the one with the marble, the dinner party. Oh, great one. I always, it's funny because a lot of people's favorite episode of The Office is the dinner party. My favorite episode of Seinfeld is the dinner party. I'll take you through it. Starts, George comes in with the Gore-Tex, gets in a fight with Elaine because Elaine says they have to get wine and cake. George wants to bring Pepsi and Ringdings. And that leads to, you know, well, first, you know, it starts with Elaine saying, you know, we've got to stop and get something. George is like, why do we have to get something? These people invited me for dinner. I just can't go there. And, you know, my pre- and she goes, no, you've been invited. You got to bring something. And then they get in the fight. Wine and cake versus the uh, wine and cake versus Pepsi and ringdings. Then it's Jerry and Elaine in the bakery with the babka. The hair in the babka, Jerry throws up. George and Kramer are in the wine, are in the liquor store, knocking over bottles with the Gore-Tex jacket. Then the guy won't break a hundred. Then they go to the newsstand and they're buying clock bars and penthouse forum and all this stuff. So to me, that is my that's my there is so much in that episode. Every scene, every line in that episode is a winner. So that's my all-time favorite Seinfeld episode. Do you have one? Uh- I'm going to, I mean, look there, it's impossible to narrow it down to just one. What's the one with the non-fat yogurt? Is that what it's called? I think it's just called the yogurt. Yeah. That one is one of the underrated ones. I love so much. From, what what the, you know, Jerry's cursing and it gets yeah. bleeped out. So I love that. Guess again, Tubby, what Kramer's getting on him. Yeah. That, that one, I mean, the contest is a great one. Yeah. You know, there's so you could we could sit here for an hour and do a whole thing. The but contest would go, be in my top three. Which one? The contest? the contest would be in my top three. But I like the dinner party the best. Yeah, and then what's the one with just a, a scene where where Kramer's up all night smoking, and he comes in, and Jerry's like, "Your face, yeah. look, you look hideous." I don't or remember. Kramer, that no, Kramer goes, "Look away, I'm hideous." Right? Yeah, Looks yeah. like a catcher. Yeah. So all, all those little different things, but probably yeah. the, the yogurt. All right, now 
anytime you discuss food, it's controversial. And I, I'm sure this is going to end up getting me people getting aggravated. You'll be much better answering this than me. So at Yanni Halleck asks, when ordering a cold cut sub, such as an Italian, what are the toppings that are acceptable? So now let me give you the food take that people are going to. I don't eat subs. I don't eat sandwiches. I don't eat heroes. I don't like any of it, really. The only mm. whole cut I eat is turkey. It's very boring. I don't eat bologna, salami and all that stuff. So I can't answer this question. Do you have an answer to this question? Yeah, but I think it's to each his own. I love a good hero. It also depends on what the meat is. Like, I've never been an onions or vinegar and oil guy. I would just get it plain, maybe with some mayo or honey mustard, depending on what it is. If it's an American hero, let's say, I would go mayo. If it's an Italian hero, I might consider going honey mustard or, you know, certainly mayo. You could go, but I'm not... I'm not big with the works. That's not, right. I've never been, I, I always right. liked it plain. If anything, like you said, a little mayo or honey mustard, depending on what it is. Right. All right. Last question. Then we'll wrap up. This is from at Gary S one zero one two. Hey, Jimmy, big fan since the hot clicks days. Love the podcast. Want to know your story. Where'd you go to school? What was the goal coming out? How'd you end up at SI? I'm only answering this question because it's very egotistical for me to answer because he said he's a fan since the hot clicks days. If you're a fan since the hot clicks days, I'll do anything for you basically. But <laughs> I've told this too, but just ready. I went to CW Post on Long Island. I was a broadcasting major. I thought I would do like radio TV. Then the internet came along. That's how old I am and sort of transitioned into that. I ended up at SI because I used to work at the Associated Press, became friends with someone at the Associated Press. He ended up leaving to go to Sports Illustrated. Maybe six months after he left, he reached out to me, said there was an opening at Sports Illustrated applied, got the job there. My first job at Sports Illustrated was as an editorial assistant, which was literally like typing magazine stories into the computer system and ordering pens for the office. And then I just basically worked my way up and did everything until 20, 2007 when I started Hot Clicks. And then that's when things got good for me. So that's- the whole uh, I love there. that. Let me just say, I, I think that that's important because- People just see you on TV or hear you on the radio or they read your column and they know about hot clicks or they hear the podcast. They don't realize a lot of people don't realize or think to realize how much labor goes into getting to where you are behind the scenes. Like you said, you didn't. It wasn't like somebody said, hey, Jim, you want to write a column for us? And boom, you came up with hot clicks and it just happened. There's years of work that go into it and establishing yourself behind the scenes before you get an opportunity. So yeah, I, I, I love hearing stuff like that. I mean, part of me thinks I was very lucky to get hot clicks because just the way it came about, the SI at that time wanted a, a daily feature that people would go to every day. And I came up with the idea and the concept and they greenlit it and let me write it. And thank God there was an audience for it that built up right away. That's right. Before then I was editing stories putting, you know, editing stories and all, and mainly not doing much writing. So um, it was, I was there seven years before I started hot click. So it was seven years of doing right. other things. Yeah. So that's how it all worked out for Gary. S. But I, anyone who's from the hot click stays, I'll answer any question you give me. All right, Sal, I appreciate it. And uh, are you following Jeter? On, did you hit the follow? Hell no. Am I following you? Why? Are you matter of fact, I gotta start. I gotta. I need to cleanse. I need to start unfollowing people. I just muted a couple of people before we signed on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I followed Derek. We'll see. Maybe we'll get him on the podcast if he has. He, oh, you. Well, but you were you're the biggest Derek Jeter right. fan I know, so well, I understand no, I, it. 
I'll say this. I do think one of the reasons he joined is there's a doc, there's going to be a multi-part documentary on ESPN, sort of like The Last Dance about Jeter. And he did tweet out a 30 second trailer on Tuesday, and it does look excellent. It when looks is that really coming good. out? I think in July. In oh, can't wait for that. So I think that's why fun. he joined. He's going to be pushing that. So, all right. So I'll have a good week. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the uh, NBA finals and the Stanley Cup. What, where are they at? The Let's go Rangers. East, conference, East finals. conference finals. Game one. A little bit, uh, a little bit later. All right. Take it easy. All right. We'll talk to you later. All Thanks, right. Jimmy. All right. That wraps up this week's episode of the SI Media Podcast. My thanks to Richard Deitch and to Sal Licata. Before I let you go, just a reminder, if you missed last week's show, we had Joe Davis, the new voice of Major League Baseball on Fox, also one of Fox's NFL announcers. Great to hear Joe Davis' story, just 34 years old, being named the lead voice of baseball on Fox. So go into the archives and check those out. Also, uh, recent guests, Andrew Marshan, Katie Nolan, Ryan Rosillo, check all those out in the archives and subscribe to the SI Media Podcast. And if you could leave a review on Apple, that helps as well. And if you ever have any questions to be read during a Train of Thought segment, you can email them or hit me up on Twitter. All right, that is it. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. Take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.